Welcome to the Unlocking Human Potential podcast. Here are your hosts, Danny Almeida and Chris Jones. Hello and welcome back to Unlocking Human Potential. This is Chris. And Danny. <laughs> uh, today's topic, we are going to talk about finding your why. Um, so what we mean by that is, you know, people have different reasons why they want to be healthy and feel good and move good and be strong. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that. They, they, um, they, they're just going after the wrong reasons, where, whether it be they just want to look good or um, you know, just you know, want to be able to lift heavy weights or things like that, where um, for some people that's not going to work because really deep down inside, that's really doesn't really mean much to them. They're really not worried too much about if they can lift more than their friends or lift a lot of weight or do a certain amount of push-ups or do a certain amount of pull-ups. They really, you know, just could be anything. Um, so we're just going to give you um, examples of why we do what we do. Um, and then we're going to, from there, then kind of go over um, when you're trying to figure out which maybe say we can say modality of training is best for you, you know, there's something you want to look at as far as like measuring risk and reward um, for what you want to do. So, you know, maybe um, you think that Olympic lifting is what you need to do to get where you want to be, where really it may not be. Um, if you just are someone that's a mom or a dad that just wants to be able to play with their kids um, and feel good and, you know, live a long, healthy life, you don't necessarily have to do that. Um, so we're just going to go over stuff like that, too, and then maybe some ways on how you can figure out what your um, why is, like peeling back the onion, like we like to call it, of just kind of digging a little deeper into you to, you know, where you can do that to yourself and try to really, you know, figure out, you know, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to be healthy? Why do you want to be fit? Why do you want to be strong? Why do you want to, you know, add, add years to your life? So we're going to start off with Danny's why. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'd say my why has really evolved over the last couple years, not just couple years, the last 20 years. Uh, and so, you know, at first when I started training and I would, like in middle school, I would literally wake up before school and I would go train before school in middle school, okay? So I'm like 12, 13 years old and I would wake up and train, but I was training then for, for performance, right? So I, I wanted to be the best I could at my sport. I wanted to excel at my sport. And so I was motivated by performance so that I could do the things that I wanted to do for my sport. And as I got older and through college, I started training uh, not just for performance, like my, my sport ended uh, and I became an ex-athlete or I felt like I was after I had spent my whole life training for my sport. So then I started training because I wanted to look good, right? Like I started training for vanity. Uh, and I, that was probably one of my more challenging times of training in general. And now, um, I'm a mother of two and I want to be active with my kids. And now I find myself training for longevity. I find myself training because I know that when I'm not training, when I'm not moving, I feel like garbage. Like I literally feel just not good. I, I, I I'm a, kind of a bitch um <laughs> so, grumpy, so yeah i mean yeah. Hey, you can 100 percent feel grumpy and irritable if you're not feeling good yeah yeah and so it's like my my training has changed so much over the years in my why uh but ultimately now like there may be times where i am still focusing on training for skill or maybe i'm training 
for um, for I want to have bigger biceps or the, there's a standing joke that I have no butt and so I have been working on trying to grow a butt for years but but you know like I it's okay to have specific goals that that might have um, a little touch of vanity or on, on a reason that you want to you know maybe you want to train a certain way because you want to look a certain way and that's okay we're not saying that you can't but it's important to find really the the motivating factor and for for me that is that I know that when I train when I move I feel better and I am in a much better mood mentally as well so yeah so um, Danny brought up a good point that I forgot to mention in the beginning um, so when we're talking about our whys, these are our whys. they're not necessarily your whys, they're ours and the way that we train is because we figured out what you know for what we think right now is the best way to train for our why. So we're not trying to say that there's a specific way to train, but it's more about, you know, getting yourself to maybe ask, ask yourself, is the training that you're doing really what you need to do? So in other words, if you're having a hard time doing it, so say you're not motivated to go to the gym or to work out, it may not necessarily mean that you are lazy it just may mean that like how you're training really isn't the way maybe you should be training. Maybe you should try to find a different way that's more exciting to you or makes you feel better. Like you, your training shouldn't make you feel like dog crap all the time. Okay. I mean, sore is okay. You, yeah. yeah. Like I get, I actually get mad at myself when I'm like two days later training and like my legs are killing me or my back is killing me where like it actually like hurts. Like the whole no pain, no gain is a bunch of bull crap. Don't <laughs> listen to that, okay? Soreness is okay, but being overly sore, like I never wanna be so sore that I don't wanna get up. And if that does happen, I, I reevaluate what I did and why that happened and make sure that I never do that again because that's not something that I strive for. That's not something that I try to, I don't want the people that I'm training to feel like that either, where they're feeling like that all the time. Now, every now and then, if you're doing something new and hitting things maybe that you thought you were and you really weren't, then yeah, then you're it's gonna- like, oh, hello. It, yeah, it's gonna, you're, you're gonna wake things up. That's more kind of like waking things up, but like beating yourself up all the time, it, it actually is gonna wind up doing the complete opposite of, of what you think it's gonna do, 95% of the time. I call that the kamikaze workout. The kamikaze, yeah. I like yeah. that, I like that. Um, <laughs> okay, so my why now. So I was kind of like Danny also. Um, I've had a lot of whys throughout the years, um, but the started off kind of the same. Like I never, not sports performance. Um, I never, I mean, I played a lot of sports, but I never really was like at a level that Danny was at. So like, I didn't, never had that attitude of like, I gotta train to get better, I gotta train to get better. I kind of like, is more like, uh, it is what it is. Like, I didn't even <laughs> like to practice. I mean, I like to play and I like to, you know, play, but I never like to sit around during a practice. I guess that's the way you look at it. It's like, with practice, it's like someone goes, then you wait around, then the next person goes, and eventually it's kind of like your turn. We're like, I just wanted to play. Like, I didn't want to wait around and or anything like that. Um, so. Um, even though I played a lot of sports, that really wasn't my big why. Um, I would definitely probably say that I was went right into Danny's number two <laughs> reason why of like wanted to get the girls, um, you know, <laughs> curls, curls, get the girls like type of thing. 
Um, so yeah, definitely more of, you know, um, how I looked more than anything, you know, uh, tank tops, stuff like that, you know, to try to show off as much as possible. Not that I really had a lot, but you know, when you work out, you think you do, um, because my diet was horrible. So, <laughs> um, and then eventually it got into, um, wanting to be strong, you know, like wanted to be the strong guy, wanted to see, not necessarily see how much I can lift, but more like to transfer over. Like I liked when people said like, wow, you're strong for someone your size. I didn't realize you'd be so strong or playing sports, you know, like wrestling and stuff like that and doing jujitsu, having people say like, wow, you're really strong. You're like a rock. You're like a fire hydrant, you know, like that stuff. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me more of that. Like, I want that. Like that really. And this was, I mean, literally this was only four years ago, three years ago that eight, or maybe even less than that, that that was like kind of my why. Like it probably started somewhere like in my mid thirties, like type of thing. Um, you know, like again, not really, didn't take care of myself, still uh, drank a lot and, you know, didn't eat very well. Just, you know, didn't really didn't know much about nutrition at that time. Uh, and, you know, nowadays my why is definitely more than I'm getting, you know, I'll be 50 in, a month from today, actually, uh, it's definitely more of like feeling good, not wanting to feel achy when I wake up in the morning where like I can't just get out of bed and just walk down the stairs where like I have to like either lean on the rail and like gently make my way down, you know, um, or like, you know, hunched over and eventually I can stand upright. And again, those were just not that long ago. It feels like that that's the way it was. Um, and, st and still with the, you know, wanted to see if I can still lift a lot of weight. I'm um, not, again, not necessarily like deadlifting or bench pressing. I never got into that. It was more of like training to be able to then do something that took strength to do. Um, you know, and now it's just, I want to feel good. Um, I, I, I want that longevity. I feel better now than I did when I was in my 30s. So I, I, I'm going to start doing the things that I used to do. Even when I was in high school, uh, skateboard a lot more, want to get mountain biking more. We kind of touched on this in the last episode, like, but I like want to learn new things. I don't want to just do it. I don't want to just be like, Hey, I can ride my bike around the block. It's like, no, I want to learn to jump again and do tricks and do more tricks on my skateboard. Um, I want to learn how to do backflips, not, uh, not necessarily <laughs> on in general, just like on a trampoline or something. Like, I've never been able to do that. Um, you can, so in other words, you can almost say like, I'm at a point where I want to start checking things off on like maybe a bucket list that I've had my whole life that I just never um, either had the opportunity to do. Like I never really had a trampoline before. Like I know that I, I, I'm not someone that can just do a backflip off the ground, um, but I definitely feel like I can do one off the trampoline and never really had the, the, the time to learn how to do it. Like now I have one in my backyard. So now I can take the time to learn how to do it, especially like with YouTube. Like when I was a kid, we didn't have YouTube. So like you didn't have all these like instructional videos telling you step by step how to do it. Like YouTube is the best thing on the planet, if you ask me, <laughs> because it's allowing me to go back and figure out how to do all these things I've always wanted to do. and could never like could not figure out how to do it on my own. Like I could never I never really knew how to do a kickflip on my own. I only skateboarded with a few kids that could kickflip and like they didn't know. They just kind of did it. Like they're like, yeah, you pop, you know, you do an ollie and then you kick your foot. It's like, but now like there's videos that break down 
not only step-by-step on how to do a kickflip, but step-by-step on how to get to the point where you can start doing a kickflip instead of just jumping into it right away. Uh, you I know, have, I have a question for you. Though. Okay. So when you, when you talk about like that, you've just like over the last several years, like had a big kind of switch in your mentality. Like, is there like a, was there a turning point for you? Like what kicked that switch? Like what, what flipped it? I would, um, I would say watching Tim work out. Okay. So Tim, by the way, yeah, is, sorry. Um, our, is, is my business partner here at Original Strength Institute, our gym, uh, also the founder of Original Strength. He's written several books. Uh, we'll have him on the show sometime soon. Make sure you check out Tim Anderson, though. He's awesome. Okay. Continue. Yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> Tim Anderson. Um, watching, watching him work out um, really started to interest me um, just of the just the body control so i think actually really the the, the uh what's the name of that class again now can't remember body, mastery? body mastery yeah when that class started and then that really started piquing my interest of like just doing things like slow and like with purpose and so i guess that's really like what i can say like my my why is now is like doing the things like with purpose to like really start to dial things in. Like that to me, it like, it doesn't like necessarily, I don't know, fascinate me, but intrigues me. That's what, it, it's a better word. Like it intrigues me to do that, to see how slow can I do a push up, but still moving the whole time. I gotcha. Actually today I was working with you, uh, you saw me. I was working with 30 athletes, and a lot of them were around 15 years old. And I kept like trying to tell them, like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna crawl, we're gonna do whatever." And they, no matter what, like they could not mentally get past the idea of slowing down. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, yeah. That age. You know, oh my god. Uh, well, it's because everything else is it's everything is fast, fast, fast. It yeah. Sports. So, guy, that that is definitely the hardest thing for me training younger especially athletes and, but it's not just to the get them to slow down but it's not even just the kids like it's very hard to get everyone to slow down and i know yeah. we talk about this like you know that speed hides weakness or speed yes hides oh 100 percent. yeah so much so and like and 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 people get mad at that i noticed that people they uh they kind of like whenever i like whenever i see someone doing things fast i'm like slow down slow down and then if they don't slow down, I'm like, you know, all you're doing is hiding a weakness. I'm like, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm just letting you know. And I get a lot of looks, mean looks, like like scowls, like <laughs> how dare you? And I'm like, yeah, but the truth hurts. Slow it down. Slow it down and it's going to be more beneficial. It's going to be more beneficial to do 10 good quality push-ups than 50 crappy ones. And I think like all that kind of goes right into that concept of risk versus reward, right? Yeah. Like, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. So like as you know, if you're if you're speeding through and rushing through everything and training without intention and without thought, there's a lot more risks involved with that. Uh, yeah. And I know. Um, to me, that's one of the biggest things that's not talked about when it comes to training, is the mindfulness side of it, and then kind of just. Doing things because you think that it's important to get your heart rate up and how many calories you can burn and, you know, all that where it's like that's that's not a good mindset to have, in my opinion. If that's your mindset, if your mindset is to just burn calories and get your heart rate up, then really just just get a battling rope 
or get a, you know what I mean? Or like run even. I mean, I would, you know, do something where all you're doing is getting your heart. You can just jog in place or sprint in place. Do skip, jumping jacks, jumping do jumping jacks, jump anything, rope. skip rope. Because yeah. if, if that's your only goal, then that's all you need to do. And you're going to really limit the chances of you getting hurt then. With, when, with a battling rope, not necessarily with running for everybody. Well, that's why, okay, yes, let me tell you. That's why I said I would never, I never really tell anyone to run. Running, yes, running's a completely different ball game. Well, I'll just say this real quick that I heard from uh, a one of the top strength coaches, Alan Cosgrove. Um, he, I don't know if he was the one that made it up, but that's who I heard it from. Is that you don't don't run to get in shape, get in shape to be able to run. That's a great. That's that's solid. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so kind of getting back on that point of, uh, you know, risk versus reward is, you know, be you know, concentrate on what you're doing. Be mindful in the moment of what you're doing um, when it comes to training. It's it, not only is it going to be better, less chance of injuries. Um, but also it, then it becomes like a meditation mm-hmm. in a way too, because a lot of people that kind of maybe don't understand meditation or anything, it, it's in, I, I, I didn't either for the longest time, but it's, it's not like a cross your legs and chant om, om. It's it really, can it can't, oh no, it can, definitely can be not saying that it can't be, but that's doesn't have to be, I guess it's a better way to put it where from what I've learned about it and what works best for me to think about is all meditation is, is being in the present and not thinking about, not thinking about stuff that happened an hour ago or something, not thinking about things that you need to do. It's just thinking in the present. So when you're training, being mindful and trying to do things slow, if you're not in the present moment, you're not going to be able to, something's going to have, something's going to go not wrong. Like, Injury-wise, but you're probably not going to be able to do what you're trying to do. I think it's it's an efficiency situation. So you're not using your body and your full capacity to your fullest potential. And this is all about unlocking human potential, right? right? Absolutely. So yep, if you yep. want to explore and really exceed your fullest potential, you need to be mindful in every single thing that you do. And it's really easy sometimes, and, and Chris is really, really great about showing up and being consistent. That is Chris's game. And there's a difference between showing up and being consistent and just checking it off the list. Chris shows up, is mindful about his practice or his movement or whether it's teaching class or whatever it is, Chris shows up and does it. He is not just checking something off of a list and moving through it without actually being there in the moment. Right. And then like, and as far as the showing up, it doesn't, you're better off training 10 minutes every day or five days a week mindfully than training even mindfully for an hour and a half once a week. So you want the consistency across the board. I'm not saying that, you know, you you can train more than 10 minutes every day if you wanted to, but just the point of like, don't think that just because all you have is 10 minutes that you can't get a lot of benefit from that. So yesterday, my workout was... I want to say, I think maybe 15 minutes, if that, I don't even remember. But all I did was grab two kettlebells out of my garage, carried them to my my pull-up tree, and did five sets of 10, I I would do 10 pull-ups, pick up the kettlebells, carry them 50 feet, back 50 feet, put them down, 10 more pull-ups, 50 feet, 50 feet. And that's, I just repeated that. 
and that was it. So I did 50 pull-ups and then probably carried two kettlebells, maybe 200 yards altogether, mm-hmm. maybe a little more, but I was done in 15 minutes. And that's a good workout. Yeah. And, and you're, Chris is, guys, I know you can't see us, but Chris is incredibly strong. He's able to maintain his strength by just showing up a little bit each day. But actually, along that same line is right now, we actually just kicked off an online um, program. It's like 21 days where we are asking people to develop behaviors and really practice behaviors, especially uh, in the quarantine life. Uh, We've kind of changed a lot of our routines. And so one of the main pieces of this uh, of this challenge, this 21 day program, is to find a way to be intentionally physically active for at least 20 minutes a day. We don't necessarily tell them exactly like what they need to do in that 20 minutes. It can be go for a walk, it can be playing frisbee with your kids, it can be playing basketball, it can be going for a bike ride, it can be um, this awesome bodyweight workout that Chris wrote. It's, it's really whatever you want, but for 20 minutes. And we don't tell them that it has to be 20 minutes straight. It can be literally 10 minutes yeah, in the morning. That's a- Another big thing that people need to get is like, you can you can break things up throughout the day too, with hundred percent. It's all it all adds up. Uh, doesn't all have to be done at the same. Uh, so in other words, say you you're someone that's like, oh well, if I don't work out for at least an hour, it's not worth it. It's like okay, then work out twenty minutes three times a day. Then if that's all you have time for, break it up. You don't have to do just. You, you need to get out of the mindset of having to set a large amount of time away to be able to do it because then it's very easy to find a reason why not to do it. But you can always find 10 minutes a few times a day and it will dramatically change your life to, to do that compared to not doing anything at all. I'm sorry, and I feel like I made this conversation jump around a no, little bit. No, that's all right. But, but it's all good stuff. It's all stuff that people need to hear. Yeah, and I think I sorry. I, we have actually a really good example too of risk versus reward. Um, kind of going back to that concept of determining like, is this a risky idea? Is my is my workout going to make me better, or am I having a you know is this a higher chance of me getting injured? And kind of determining what what that benefit is to you. And one of the things that I just wanted to bring up is so like a month ago, Chris and I decided we were going to start a 10,000 kettlebell swing program. And um, it's supposed to be 500 swings basically for two days in a row and each day 500 swings. And then you take another day off and then you have more 500, two days of 500 swings. Um, And, you know, we kind of went into it thinking like, why the hell are we doing this? But then also like with the mindset of like, we're not going to be idiots. We're going to take care of our bodies. And I, I, don't, I don't know if you want to share your experience at all. Like, oh, well. <laughs> I, I mean, a little bit of it. I no, mean, but like, like, I think it's a good analysis. Yeah. So let's just say that um, after I got the 3,500 swings, I haven't done any more since then. <laughs> um, at this about a couple of days after I started doing that swing challenge, me and my wife decided to do um, the protocol on Rob Wolf's Wired to Eat book, which is a really good book. I recommend that to everyone. And we we're still doing the protocol on it, but um, I kind of just was like, yeah, whatever, we'll do it. Like not really looking too much into it and knowing too much about it. And I wound up, I think, basically putting myself in a ketogenic state and not realizing it. Like that wasn't the, the point of it. Like I didn't have to be, that's not part of the book. Um, but it was just 
because I don't really eat that great to begin with, a lot of cereals and stuff like that, cutting all that, all those things out, like drop my carbs big time, where I wound up getting the keto flu. And getting the keto flu stressed me out. So then I started getting really bad acid reflux from getting stressed out. And I'm thinking that doing all that swinging with the acid reflux probably wasn't a good thing where like I actually panicked for a little while thinking that I actually might have had coronavirus because of the, the keto flu symptoms are basically the same thing. And then with the acid reflux, which again, I got from when I was younger, not taking care of myself, which basically have GERD, which then also turned into, uh, I forget if it's like esophageal esophilitis or something like that. And so basically what happens is my throat starts to like, feel like it's, it's constricting. And so that started happening where like, I felt like I had a lump in my throat. Um, and then my, 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 my throat got really tight and everything. So like I, so that didn't help. So now I thought I had coronavirus <laughs> and that made me start stressing out even more. Um, and then, uh, which I will tell you what helped me out and why, and I probably will get back onto the, that swinging, but I'm going to wait till I'm done with this. Uh, I still have about another nine day, eight days left in this. And I'm really starting to figure things out now too, which is really good. Wound up being a very good thing. We're like, after that, that, all of that, I'm really starting to dial in on my eating. Like I still, I haven't switched back and had any, I've added more carbs the way the book, the resolution doesn't really say it, but at the same time, it's like not bad carbs. It's just what they don't recommend to have. So like I started eating some like paleo waffles mm -hmm. and then some oatmeal, like, like real organic oatmeal, which you're not really supposed to on this, but it's helped me get my carbs. Um, but to go back, something else that really I want to talk about in another episode, because we could talk about that forever, is what helped me with the stress was breathing. And mindfully breathing and working out a breathing practice and everything. Like literally, like in a day, my stress was gone and the acid reflux kind of went away and everything. I mean, I also switched my diet up too. I shouldn't to not leave that out. I made sure that I didn't, I like, I looked up everything that could possibly cause um, acid reflux and everything and definitely cut that stuff out. But I've also introduced, started already sort of introducing it back and I've been fine since. So good example of like those swings were not working for me at that time. Um, it was not a good idea to continue doing it. So I stopped. I didn't say, oh, come on, don't be a wimp you know, keep on pushing yourself. I was like, no, it was not a good idea to do that anymore. And it's not saying that I'm not going to not go back to it. It just, it was bad timing with doing those two things at the same time, starting off a brand new diet where I basically shocked myself pretty bad and had like no energy that made my body stress out to then doing something that probably wasn't helping with the stress that was going on. Yeah. Like you listen to your body. That, yeah. that was really what I was just yeah. trying to get to is like, having that awareness and listening to his body and doing what's best for his body and his mental state versus just trying to finish something. Right. Just, just power because. through it. Cause I definitely could have powered through it. I mean, yeah. honestly, I actually did probably power through like 1500 of those swings. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it. I feel like, I feel like right now I feel 
way better in the past like three or four days, maybe even a little bit longer. I feel way better than I have in like a long time as far as like energy is concerned of doing the, doing the quote unquote diet from the book and cutting out all those processed foods and, and get only getting carbs like from certain things like has given me way more energy than I really, like I should say consistent energy. Like I don't feel like I need to take a nap in the middle of the day anymore. Like I actually feel really good. Like I want to actually do stuff. That's awesome. So, um, so guys, for you guys that are working on like setting your why and really trying to uncover, if you're finding a, a really hard struggling point, like where you're just like, I really want to lose weight or I really want to get stronger. I really want to do this, but then you just can't like find that motivation to actually execute what needs to be done. That's when we really need to start digging a little bit deeper on what your real why is. If you say it's you, you know, you need to work out because you want to lose weight. Well, why do you want to lose weight? What does that give you? And I think that's like, that's kind of like one of the big things is to like uncovering your real why is to keep asking yourself questions. Keep asking yourself why, because most of the time people don't want to just lose weight just because they want to lose weight or they want to look better. It's actually a lot of times because they, they don't feel good in their skin. They can't stand looking at themselves in the mirror. They feel that their spouse is not attracted to them or they are not able to like, you know, want to, to be physically right. yeah, they, active they, with their yeah, spouse. They, you know? Yeah, they just, they, they don't like the way your clothes fit. They don't like the way clothes fit. They don't like feeling like a slug and, you know, have there's no energy. Yeah, no I mean, energy. And I mean, that's really what you need to figure out and, and have the right, you know, I don't know, again, mindset of how to go about that. Because if, if that's what, if you just want to feel good, which is everyone wants to feel good, but you're telling yourself like, oh, you need to, like you're doing it because you want to look good, you're then you're probably going to go at it a different way. And maybe, you know, for you, the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like the reason that Chris knew that stopping his kettlebell swings was what he should do was because Chris is training for longevity. He's training because he wants to feel good. The swings were not making him feel good, so he knew that it was right to stop for him. And I, it, sorry, and I'm gonna no, add in no. one more thing is like uh, Tim and I do a uh, a mentorship program, and we work with people and teach them how to how to find their why. And we actually call it a beacon statement. And this beacon statement kind of helps you know you be able to to pit whatever you're doing in your life against this beacon right like it's this path that takes you down kind of knowing what's your next step and if you're knowing that you are training for a certain thing or or doing movement or just going through your life for one specific reason you can always you know kind of question and ask yourself like is this going to help me get closer to this goal? Is it a yes or is it no? Is it going to put me at a higher risk or is it going to get me closer? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, without a doubt, that's something it's like whenever, you know, even when it comes to nutrition, for sure, it's like you can look at it and, and like when you know, eat something, it's like, well, is it going to get me towards my goal or is it going to move me the other way away from my goal? And that, you know, can help you decide you know, that's all right. Is it worth it? Do I care? Mm -hmm. Am I going to eat this or am I going to do this or, or am I not? It's not going to get me towards my goal. You know, so, you know, looking at that, like questioning the things like that, 100 percent. I think that that's a really good idea and it's a really good way for people to start figuring out what's best for them also. I mean, yeah. you really got to think about it. It's 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 just it's all a learning process. 
is really what it is. You're going to, you're going to learn what's good for you, but you can't learn that if you keep on trying to do the same things that aren't working. Yeah. You know, it's like if, if you've tried to lose weight before, but you may have even lost the weight, but then you gain it all back. It's, you know, no matter how many times you've done that, no matter how many times you started working out, if you stop doing it, then it's because it's not working. That's not what you should be doing then. You know, it's you're, 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 for you, you're going about it the wrong way as far as like how you're doing it then. So in other words, if, if you're just someone that wants to just, like I said earlier, just wants to play with their kids and be able to get up and off, off the ground and get on the ground and roll around with the kids and, and crawl around with the kids and be able to go to a playground and, and go on the playground with them and not just watch them, be able to climb the monkey bars and swing across the monkey bars and do go down the slides, go up the stairs to be able to go down the slides and be able to fit in the slides to be able to go down them. You know, you don't need to be Olympic weightlifting. But at the same time, if that's fun for you, then that's what you should be doing because that's what's going to get you to show up. But if it is going to make you dread doing it, then just find something else to do that's fun because it should be fun. It shouldn't feel like you're punishing yourself. You should never feel like you're getting punished for doing something. It should always feel good. If it doesn't make you feel good, then you really should stop doing it and then find something else that's enjoyable. That's enjoyable. <laughs> And it doesn't have to be a lot either. It's like, I, I, that's one point, I can't drill that enough. Crawling around on your hands and knees for five minutes is way better than doing nothing at all. And it's really good for you. Yeah. And it's gonna make you feel good. So if that's what you, where you need to start, then that's where you start. I think that's probably a pretty good finishing point All right, right there. sounds good to me because, yeah. yeah, we've gotten, this is the longest one we've done so far. Our second one. Our second <laughs> one. Our second one. But it's like twice as, almost almost twice as long as the other one. Yeah. Well, if you made it this far listening to us I that entire so. time, thank you for, for listening. Yeah, um, 34 minutes. But, woo! But, yeah, I think, you know, ultimately, guys, like, the biggest thing is, is, like, ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing. If you're finding yourself in a struggling point, continue to really dig deep and find out, What's your motivating factor for helping you get to wherever it is that you want to go? Um, and find a way to fill your cup with whatever you choose to do. So make sure that it's enjoyable. Make sure that you're having a good time. Life is meant to be enjoyed. You are supposed to be thriving through life, not suffering through life. So find ways to enjoy and to take one step at a time. Uh, actually, Frozen 2, really good quote from that. And a whole song is what the next best thing, like that's like, that's what, like the next best thing is what uh, Anna does to like continue to move forward. Sorry, I have little no. kids, but. I hear but, you, you know, I've like, seen it many times. It's just been a while, so yeah, I forgot. Yeah, but it's, she always like, her big thing is say like, what's the next best thing? Like what's the next step forward that you can do? And if that is like Chris said, crawling for five minutes or it's going for a walk or it's just making your bed in the morning, find a way to show up and do the next best thing for you. All right. That's all I got. All right. All right. So with that, <laughs> um, just real quick, um, if you guys ever have any questions about any of these podcasts, um, you can find me and either comment on a post or just message me on Instagram is probably the best way to do it. And it's the dot ageless dot project is where you can find me and you can find Danny at mm, at Danny, Nicole, A. 
is my uh, Instagram. Yeah, that's my Instagram. Or you can hit me at Original Strength. Oh, gosh, I have so many Instagrams, guys. I don't even know. Uh, we'll list them out. Yeah, uh, we'll do an outro with everything. <laughs> but I figured for now so that some people uh, may have some questions uh, that want to dig even. I mean, we didn't dig that deep, but hopefully just gave you guys some ideas. So you can find us there if you want to ask us any questions. And I hope you guys are doing great.